Hello, good morning. Thank you for tuning in to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm so glad that I can have this opportunity to lead you in prayer. These prayers are not pre-recorded or rehearsed. As I read the passages and the verses, um, I'm experiencing the same magic of God's power at the same time as you. So I'm hoping you let it come through your ears, permeate in your heart, and that it will reflect in your actions. Dedicating today's podcast to my daughter, Nicole Deandra, who I know is out there following the Lord. She's made him her friend. And because of that, she's reaping lots of benefits. I just know it. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we're going to pray for approximately 20 minutes. Just go on the journey with me and God will show up. I promise. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day, untouched and freshly new. So here I come to ask you, God, if you'll renew me too. Forgive the many errors that I made yesterday. And let me try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, I am well aware I can't make it on my own. So take my hand and hold it tight for I can't walk alone. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every day I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me in that same power, for if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Beautiful. Okay, you know that I start with the book of Proverbs, and I read it day for date. Today is the ninth. Wisdom has built her house. She has set up its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servants, and she calls from the highest point of the city. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, come, eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and you will live. 
walk in the way of insight. Whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom, your days will be many and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you will alone suffer. Folly is an unruly woman. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, stolen water is sweet, food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. Now, I'd like to say that the Proverbs are direct instructions uh, from God. All right. So In Touch Magazine says this today, the assurance of our salvation. Many Christians struggle with doubts about their salvation. As they look at their failures, they question whether they're truly saved. The Apostle John wrote his first epistle to assure believers of their eternal security. Throughout the book, he gives three tests by which professing believers can evaluate themselves to see if they are truly in the faith. The word test. Genuine Christians believe what scripture says about Christ that he is God's son who came in the flesh to die for mankind's sins. The witness test. The Holy Spirit indwells true believers. They experience his transforming work, and he gives them a deep, abiding conviction that they belong to Christ. The walk test. Christ's life flows through his followers and will be evident in their words attitudes, and actions. The sins they once loved are now repulsive to them, and obedience to Christ is the new direction in their life. Amen. I'm raising my hand on that. (laughs) While we can't be 100% certain about the authenticity of anyone else's faith, God doesn't want his true children wavering in uncertainty about their own. That's why John's first epistle says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. God's promises day by day. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. There is a difference between acceptance and and resignation. Resignation is barren of faith in the love of God. It says, grievous circumstances have come to me. There is no escaping them. Acceptance says, I trust the goodwill, 
the love of my God. I'll open my arms and my understanding to what he has allowed me to come to. Thus, acceptance leaves the door of hope wide open to God's creative plan. God's way, day by day. God's forever love. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. In the end, it is love, and especially the infinite, unconditional, forgiving love of God, our Heavenly Father, that creates in us a feeling of value and worth. If Jesus, God's Son, went to the cross for us, surely we are worthy. If Christ died so that we might live with God forever in a heavenly home, surely we have value. If God created us, redeemed us, and desires to call us his children forever, surely we are of great importance to him. The answer to feelings of worth, of unworthiness is love, an always and forever kind of love, a love that is based not upon what a person does, but upon what a person but upon who a person is, a beloved child of Almighty God. All right. I'm trying not to be so anxious so I can oh, read it smoother. Okay. Commanding your morning. Don't scoff at a blessing. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Samaria. So often an office... So often an officer whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. The prophet Elisha spoke the blessing of God into manifestation. It took one prophetic declaration to change the economic landscape of an entire nation. The officer who influenced the king met divine declaration with skepticism and unbelief. His words literally aborted the blessing of God for him and caused him instead to lose his path. This man died because he refused to agree with the plan of God and scoffed at the methodology of a blessing. Take care that you do not do the same. Lord, I will not scoff at your ways. I will cooperate with your plans and purposes for me, even when I don't understand what you're doing or why. I trust you. I will not laugh as Sarah did. I will not doubt as Thomas did. I will not operate in my own strength. I humble myself before you and follow you, Lord. You have my total trust. Amen. Mm.
prayers in the wilderness. Today is a meditation for faith praise. Father, the situations in my life sometimes cause me to listen to the negative attitudes around me. Instead of hearing your voice of hope, I temporarily succumb to fear, which is a tool of the enemy. But I give you praise for showing me a better way, your way. I praise you for problems that can only be solved by faith. They are too enormous for me to even plan a solution. So I am learning to speak words of faith and allow you to provide the answer. When I go through the day and a surprise financial obligation greets me, I now know to be calm and say, Father, here's another debt that I need you to pay. I praise you for a divine belief that does not have a prerequisite of intellect, wealth, or worldly prominence. Your blessing of faith is for anyone who trusts you, loves you, and believes you. Your glory is embedded in the words of faith. As I speak my needs into a prayer and a praise of faith, you begin working on my behalf. My connection with you is strengthened. My burden is lifted. My anxiety is gone. Father, your command in 2 Corinthians 5-7 to walk by faith and not by sight develops my spiritual vision. The power you provide in your words and assurances are my daily arsenal against the adversary's schemes. And the answers that are provided by faith encourage me to continue to grow in your word. I praise you for blessing me with testimonies in my life, which are examples of your love, examples of impossible situations answered through the promises of faith. I give you praise, Father, for your infinite love and care. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Psalms 34.1 I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hebrews 11.1-6 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. For by if its elders obtained a good testimony, by faith we understand that the worlds are framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and through it, he, being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. Beautiful. God's purposes for your life. Tie it together. 
This I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. How do you make sense of all you're experiencing and understand how God desires for you to proceed? During the last few days, we've looked at several ways Jesus communicates his will to you. As you've seen, he speaks through scripture, the circumstances of your life, the counsel of godly Christians, your conscience, your common sense, promptings, and prayer. Wow. He even gives you a feeling of peace and contentment when you walk in his will. And he knows how it all ties together as you spend time with him in prayer. The Lord is able to speak to you clearly and empower you to do whatever he calls you to do. In fact, he orchestrates everything you need, moving people, resources, situations, and even changing you, all to carry out his wonderful will for your life. Amen. However, you do have to listen to him. In your times of prayer, it is necessary to stop talking long enough to hear what Jesus has to say about what he has shown you. Then, once you do, you must actively apply what he has said to your life, because God will reveal his plan when you set your heart to hear and obey what he is saying to you. Jesus, I am listening. Show me your will and lead me. Amen. Oh my God, guys, I'm over here just, whoo, it's touching me. It's touching me. All of these words are applying to my life. It's just, whoo, feels good. Where there is faith, there is love. Where there is love, there is peace. Where there is peace, there is God. Where there is God, there is no need. Some of us may be going through an addiction, an addiction to food, an addiction to alcohol, an addiction to drugs, an addiction to spending money, an addiction to prostitution. There's just so many addictions that the enemy tries to bring on us. So I read a word from Inner Harvest um, that hopefully, you know, grounds us a little bit, gives us a, a perspective. Change is a certainty. There's no way any of us is going to travel from the cradle to the grave without experiencing change and lots of it. We can wear ourselves out trying to preserve the status quo, but we won't succeed. We are fated to be caught up in change in ourselves, in others, and in our lives. Even though we know that change is inevitable and that without it, there can be no growth, we will still resist it. Perhaps this is because we fear the unknown and feel threatened by what is new. Fear of change can prevent us from taking advantage of promising opportunities. Resistance to what is new can keep us focused on past situations and on responses that won't work with our current reality. By accepting changes in our lives, graduation, divorce, a new boss, 
the death of someone close, a promotion, children leaving home, we are able to function in the present and make the most of it. I can cope with change today without turning to food or away from it. Amen. My daily prayer. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Let me live but for today, not worrying what's ahead. For I have trust that you will see I get my daily bread. Give me courage to face life's trials and not from troubles run. Let me keep this thought in mind, thy will, not mine, be done. And if some wish I do not get, though I have prayed to thee, help me to believe and understand you know what's best for me. I've failed you many times, I know, but when tonight I rest, I hope that I can kneel and say, dear God, I've tried my best. The 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Wow. I feel like I choked it out today, but uh, I was with you. Thank you that you came to pray with me. So let's get these blessings started. I'm hoping that you are seeing God show up in your life. And I hope that he shows up in a big way today, March 9th. God bless you.